Welcome to the Boom or Bust NRL Fantasy Podcast 2023. If you like what you hear today, make sure to follow us at Boom or Bust NRL on Facebook and Instagram and subscribe to the podcast. Welcome to our Round 15 Teamless Tuesday podcast. I'm your host, Stuart Lord, and tonight I'm joined by Mitch Brown, expert physio returns. How you going, Mitch? I'm well, mate. How are you? Good, good. Did you get in your steak sandwich tonight? I did. I did. Same as always. I I'd managed to get it down before we even started the run through, so that's not a bad night, eh? No, that's it. Uh, and we also have Adam Milson, exile Kiwi, somewhat, uh, you know, Queensland fan. We should probably kick you out now. How you going? Oh, <laughs> yeah, good, good, good. Kilda to all the Kiwi um, listeners. That's, that's it. Well, we got more of them than just about everyone else. So thank you, everyone over in New Zealand, for putting up with us. Uh, now, guys, bit of a rough week this week. I know I had a bit of a shocker. Seven seventy six put me around forty places back to one hundred and twenty six. Mitch, did the week treat you much better? No, it was a shocker, mate. I had Cleary and DeBellin, so I've blown out to 5,166 with a score of 779. It's it's a bit rough because I had I picked up Val Holmes thinking that the Cowboys were going to bust one out, which they did. And uh, I actually got that score with playing one down because I was so short. So it, it just was filth. It wasn't great at all. Very sad. Oh, yeah, mate. No, I, t- I totally feel you. I had the exact same, exact same guy short so, uh, or underperform. All right, uh, Adam, you did a bit better. How'd you go? Yeah, seven hundred seventy-six. So, but I kept I kept in Heinz, which helped. Um, and then, yeah, now overall rank of eight hundred and fifty-nine. Well done, mate. Moving up, and excellent. Yeah, slowly but surely. Awesome. Uh, Nick here as well. He did he did pretty similar to me because the guys are pretty similar. Though he sold, he didn't pick up SJ, which was all his own fault. <laughs> All right, let's think about things we got wrong. And I'll look, I'll start with me because, you know, I made the biggest mistake. I was talking early this week around, like, pivot moments in the game. And for me, it was like, oh, look, I was trying to make a run for first. First, I was sitting 28th after the Thursday game. I was like, I just need a pivot moment. You know, where, you know, if SJ goes off injured or Hines goes off injured or early or something like that, it's good. But it was my guys who went off early. It was Jack DeVellin and... Cleary, my captain, who went off early. And so I reckon that's put a pay to my run to first this year. Like, it's just too many points to make up now because some people got 150, 200 up on me. So it's just, it's unless something major happens, it's just going to be too hard to claw back from here. But, you know, I'll, I'll still push up or, or push on. How about you, Mitch? Uh, as I said, mate, my biggest thing was having uh, Cleary as captain and only Jack DeBellin, and I just didn't plan for the future having... Uh, hammer in my squad because I didn't think you'd, you'd play Origin really hurt me because I had to play one down last week, even with trading in uh, Valentine Holmes. So just a bit of poor future planning and uh, it, it worked against me, which isn't great. Fair enough. Hopefully he's, uh, well, he's named this week, so you're a little bit better off. How about you, Adam? Yeah, just a stock standard, you know, um, Luke, JDB, IPEP as well. Um, we'll get to him a bit later on, but yeah, just those and obviously Cleary. Mate, you would be killing it this week if you got a fifty-three off iPad compared to some of the other guys. So <laughs> I think I think that's yeah, only only in, in lieu of a couple of the other options out there this week. Um, all right, let's go through the leagues real quick. DNW's is still up in third place. 
Uh, well done to you, mate. Casmo, Jamie Mills, 901, mate. 900 was a huge week this week. Well done to you. Mitch, your first competitive league, what happened? Mate, nothing good to me. I uh, copped a drubbing again. Few stars with 903 points. Slap me down to 19th. So there's only one more spot before rock bottom, Stu. <laughs> well, I guess you got to follow the dragon season, mate. So... Yeah, I've been getting tips from Anthony Griffin and it's just not working out the way I hoped. <laughs> Should be good in about five years. All right. Uh, and on the other competitive league, Ben Lavi got a 910, which is absolutely enormous this week. You should have gone up a number of ranks. Obviously, if you missed all of the injuries this week, you did relatively well. Uh, so well done to many of you out there who have shot up the rankings. But Mitch, few injuries this week. Let's start it off with... Uh, David Fafida, not named this week. Yeah, we might crack through the uh, concussion. So David Fafida, he's had that delayed concussion. I thought he did take a knock in the game. And, you know, Origin is a Queensland competition. He should have been pulled off at the time. And, you know, oh, woe is, woe is me. He comes out with a concussion. It happened during the game. He should have been pulled off. So he'll be out for a week, and I'm not salty at all at that. Uh, <laughs> other concussions we've got, Jack DeBellin, Justin Olam, Rocco Berry, and Reed Marnie. Uh, just keep an eye on Jack DeBellin. Now, he does have the bias due the week after next, but that was a particularly bad concussion. I'm not expecting that he won't be back after the bye, but if I was to pick one of those out of there that we might see some funny things going on, it could be Jack DeBellin because that yeah. wasn't pretty at all. He copped the hip straight to the head, right? Like that was... Yeah, that, man, he, I, I he's told that. he... Yeah, it's, you know, the NRL doesn't have any idea on how they're going to resolve this contact issue, but, you know, they're not letting the man tackle around the feet, which I was actually generally pretty happy with, and they're not allowed to tackle up around the chest because it can hit the head, so now they're running into hips, and instead of the attacking player getting injured, it's the defensive player, so, yeah. you know, at some point, we're going to have to just accept that if you're going to play a contact well, sport, there's going to be injuries, and that's well, it. And that's the thing is, is that they were saying that concussions are twice as likely for the defensive player. So this is why players started going a little bit higher or a little bit lower to avoid that. But you know, optically, then you go to hip drop or you go into yeah, you got to yeah, be as tall as someone like Yo. I just don't know what they're asking players to do with tackling at the moment, and that sort of knock was sickening. That's the sort of thing where you could have you know really bad neck injuries. So they just need to figure it out. And and the bottom line is they need to accept yeah. it, but. That, that's my opinion on that. Uh, Tom Gilbert, so he had that uh, shoulder subluxation. So that's unfortunately going to require surgery for him. So he's done for the season. Uh, Cam Murray, groin strain. So we don't have any information at this stage. It really depends on the grading. The way he came off, I'm thinking a low grade two. That'll have him somewhere between that four to six week mark. So uh, no Latre origin two for him. I would definitely think not. I don't think we'll see him. Latrell Mitchell, on the other hand, calf injury. I'm hoping his was a lower grade. Uh, we have no information on this. This is just a gut feel here. I think he's 75-25 uh, to play the next Origin, and boy, do they need him out there. Jai Arrow, syndesmosis. Unfortunately, he is going to need surgery, so that's going to be that six to eight weeks off. And the final one, Nathan Cleary, grade two hamstring uh, there's whispers that it could be four to six. It'll be six weeks. They're going to take this one slow. There is no point risking one of the better players in the league. And because this isn't his first major one, I'm not particularly concerned. And they are going to, I would think, take their time with it. So hopefully the Panthers stuff doesn't make the same mistake they made with Martin and, and bringing back a week or two early because they did pay the troll toll with that. I really would take my time with Cleary. So any owners out there, my guess is six weeks, just thinking on how they might try and manage this squad moving into the back end of the year. 
Nice and good uh, Always Sunny reference there, Mitch. Well done. Pleasure, mate. Excellent. All right. Uh, let's look at suspensions. In this week, I reckon I've got more than Mitch. Big ones, however. Joseph Suwali'i uh, raising his knee into someone's head. Finally, he gets pinned for this and hopefully goes away and learns about it. So for his third and subsequent attempt, uh, you know, uh, offence, gets three matches there. Jake Turpin just cops a fine. Uh, a number of other people got fines. The ones that we actually care about, I'm just having a look through here. There's, there's really no one there apart from Azai Papali. Second offence for grade one dangerous contact, so it does put him on third and final for any future ones. The other big ones suspensions are for the Dolphins. Jared Wallace, grade two shoulder charge. Anthony Milford, grade two dangerous contact. Three matches apiece, so that is no good for those guys. Um, oh, and Chris Randall, uh, for that hip drop on Jai Arrow, I believe, gets a week. So, uh, and Jai Arrow has obviously copped eight weeks, so good luck to him. Did we mention Jair in the end? Yes. He's, yeah, oh, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's excellent. So that's the grand sum there. So again, as always, when you're buying your players, go and look at the NRL judiciary because you need to see whether these guys are on the third and subsequent list because, again, any suspensions, they suddenly just minimum grade two is like minimum three weeks as a number of players that the Dolphins have found out this week. All right, let's move into the games. We have the Titans versus the West Tigers. Now, this was the toilet bowl last year. The worst game we saw, wasn't it, Mitch? wasn't good. No, that's it. I'm pretty sure I made a meme about a dumpster fire after that one. Being yep. more enjoyable than this game. So, let's have a look at the Titans. So, David Feeder is out, but AJ Brimson returns at fullback. Keanu Keeney shifts to the reserve. Sam Barrels goes to hooker with Chris Randall suspended. Jaden Campbell comes in at 5'8". Cruz Lemming on the bench as cover at hooker. Brian Kelly comes in at centre with Phil's, Phil Sami shifts to the wing. Jojo Fafita moves to 18th man. Alright, and on the Tiger side, Api Corusau into the starting side. Jake Simkin returns to the bench in the only changes. Looking at the rest of the bench, there's no, no one hiding in reserves. So with that in mind, guys, uh, Adam, Fafita, big player, only got a 15 last week. What are we doing with him? If you're an owner, what are you doing? I, I, I honestly think it depends on um, a couple of things. One, how many trades you have. I think Fafita is almost... Got, oh, he's going to be one of the best players to have on the run home. And Titans are, like, next round, I think, is Titans' last round. So they've got a real nice buy schedule as well. Um, yeah, it just... It also depends on what you think Holbrook's going to do after Origin, right? If you think if you think he's sh showing his cards and he's going to rest them and bring the feet off the bench for thirty minutes, then you could easily make the case that he's going to drop a hundred, hundred and fifty k, and yeah, it, it'd break even a ninety two. It wouldn't take many scores to get that all the way down. Um, but as I said, you know, it's it's all based on how many trades you got left. Fair enough. So it's essentially it's one of those ones where you've got to, we've probably said what we want a maximum of two origin keepers at the moment. So I guess if he's yeah. one of your two, uh, you know, but if you've got three or more, you can probably cut him this week before he, he costs you too much money, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. He's an absolute gun. Excellent. All right. Uh, we also got uh, David Clemmer, now 45. Mate, just quickly run in here because... A few people looking for forwards for game, round 16. 
Are we sort of seeing that David Feeders, uh, sorry, uh, that David Clemmer is now around value, or you know, can we expect much more from him than this sort of mid forties average? Yeah, I, I we we all know what sort of um, what sort of potential Dave Clemmer has. Um, but I, I just want to watch one more game until round 16. You can obviously pick him up. The thing that I do want to note is that they do have the buy in round 17, and that is along with Sharks and Bulldogs. Now, I know there's a fair few um, Tigers Tigers um, fantasy-relevant players um, that we'll get to in a little bit, but, yeah, I just want to bring that to everyone's attention yes. um, because seventeen round 17 could be very hard to fill. Gotcha. Now, uh, second question. Uh, I'll do this one for you, Mitch. If you had to choose for a round sixteen middle, uh, take assume if you, would you pick TPJ if he wasn't for Origin or David Clemmer? David Clemmer. Excellent. How about you, Adam? You agree? Nah, right the wall for David Pengai Junior. Fair enough. I guess different risk matrices between you guys. Uh, <laughs> TPJ is on the permanent naughty list. That was like I, I had to answer David Clemmer because I can't answer. TPJ. I was wondering whether I could tempt you out or not with some scenario or not, Mitch. Uh, or, I'd rather take uh, who? I'd rather take Tom Trebovich than TBJ. Oh wow! All right, uh, let's go with a couple other guys. So for the Titans, Tino he did get a seventy-two last week with a junk charm try and big minutes. But I want to wait till after Origin for him. He is trending the other way to David Feeder. He's going up. But he's going to play those big Origin minutes. I reckon he will get a better rest next time when. You know, the Titans just need to stop blowing leads. You know, moving on. We've got to talk about some of these Tigers. So, John Bateman, 85. So, I'm saying here, I got him last week for uh, Jack Bird. Worked out very well. I reckon it's a good time to get on because I was watching him really carefully. I sort of went back, watched the first half on Friday. His base is in the mid-40s with a high upside. Because he's moving to the middle off the edge mid-game uh, once Pole goes off. So, and it's it sees that his base rises to around 61 with a whole bunch of tackles, right? Um, as well as the uh, running meters up as well. So he's averaging sort of mid-30s tackles plus running meters. And he got uh, his extra points with a try line break and four tackle breaks, only two missed tackles. So with this extra work rate that he's going to get to, I'd say that John Bateman is a great pod to hop on. Let's go talk about Zai Papali. So 51, he was 40 at half time, slower second half due to being marked heavily. So he was marked up by Corey Hallsborough, so they both kept each other's numbers down. So we'll have less space than last year, but still a great performer. I'd say now is also a good time to get on. Otherwise, just wait till round 18 because he'll be done with his buys. I would say this week, Bateman is probably the better one to get on because his price will escape more quickly than Isaiah Papali'i, but both are great. The other one is Buller, 61. So my question to you guys, how long do we want to hold on for Buller for? He's got a mid-40s average. I'm thinking, like I've written here, is he Sloan 2.0? I think he's a better player. But is he a guy that we want to keep, Adam? Yeah, so far so good, right? I, I'm just holding on until he gives us a reason to chose us otherwise. Hmm. That's a good thought. I'm I'm hopefully trying to hold on to him till around round twenty, turn him into one of these post-origin guys, like whether it be someone like Fal Holmes or you, you know 
one of those type of guys. So ho hopefully it's come down in price of Teddy Turbo if they've finally come good type of thing. Alright, is there anyone else that... I, I don't think there's too many other fantasy relevant players in this squad. So let's go to who we think is going to win on this one. I have the Tigers winning this one by 15. I reckon that they'll they'll come out and fire a little bit on this one. How about you, Mitch? I think the Titans will be up by 16 at halftime, and then the Tigers will win by four. <laughs> it's been the way lately. <laughs> there, yeah. How about you, Adam? Yeah, much the same. Match. Tigers by six. Excellent. And uh, just in case people are wondering out there, no, the answer is no. Do not buy Luke Brooks. All right, let's get to the next game. <laughs> uh, we get the Friday night game. Uh, we've got the Raiders versus the Warriors, GIO Stadium. Mitch, take us away. What's happening? Yeah, this is a much better game than it would have been at the start of the season. So Jared Croker returns at centre, and he's going to make it to his 300th game with Albert Hopper-Whitey shifting back to the wing and Nick Kotrich moving back to the bench. Seb Chris Knee returns at fullback with Harley Smith-Shields dropping out. Skipper Elliot Whitehead returns from a two-game suspension in the second row with Corey Hallsborough shifting to lock. Joey Tarpany to prop and Same Sulo to the bench. Uh, for the Warriors, Ali Latua will make his NRL debut in the centres with Rocco Berry out with a concussion. Latua has scored nine tries in 13 games in the New South Wales Cup. Hooker Freddie Lusick has been listed among the reserves as he bids to return from a head knock. Awesome. All right, let's, let's have a chat through the initial guys. Adam, Torhu Harris. He's still going very well. In 51 last round, 692k break even of 41. So he's still averaging 51. Um, I, I heard somewhere, and Mitch, maybe you can back me up on this, but I heard somewhere that he's playing through a fair amount of pain still. Um, and that's probably what has um, prevented him from scoring the big ones, that we, or the big scores that we saw in the first couple of rounds. Have you heard anything? I haven't heard anything legit, but it wouldn't surprise me at all based on the injuries he's had, which is why I refused to pick him up, that he is playing through pain because I felt like he was brought back very early after that MCL uh, re-aggravation. So they just must have felt that they were that he was worth the risk and that the Warriors needed him to stiffen up that middle. But I'm not at all surprised that that's true. I think there's probably a lot of fact to that comment. Mm. Do you reckon the week off next week will help him as well? Every week is a better week, but just remember... He's not getting better as quickly as he should. So it's a bit like Brian Toto when I felt like he came back a little underdone last year. It'll be similar for Torhu. It'll just take a little longer. But, you know, should the Warriors, you know, I guess this is not fantasy relevant, should the Warriors make the finals, it'll be pretty good by then. But I, I would think you'll probably see another. And look, he punched out scores of uh, two scores of 60 the weeks prior to last week. But, you know, he just won't be quite the same dude, I don't think, for the next month or so. That, that a, double, a double MCL in a season does leave a bit of a scar. Mm -hmm. Good to know. Awesome. How about Luke Metcalf? Now, this is, this is the ultimate dice roll. Um, with Timmy Martin coming back, sorry, that, word, that, that name didn't want to come out of my mouth. Um, coming back, I think it's next week or the week after. I don't. I think he stays. Um, if, if I was put a gambling man, I just think he complements SJ really well. Um, he is a runner of the footy and just SJ to kind of organise the team and um, getting them around the park. He, if if you believe that he is a buy, or if you think he is going to stay, he is there for a buy. He has got a thirty-seven last round um, break even of fourteen and price at three hundred thirty-five k, but it's all. 
it's all about if you um, want to take a gamble on them. Excellent. Now, for, for people who are looking for a cheap half if they don't need round 16 players, would you take him or Olapu at the moment? Oh, I, I, I like to live dangerously, so I'd take Midcalf. I think he's a yeah, lot, lot higher upside as well. That's true. He certainly does look like he's a bit quicker off the mark. And, yeah, I think that he, unlike Tamari Martin, if something did happen to SJ, it looks like uh, he can run around the team a little bit better too. All right, Adam Fanua Blake. So what are we talking, a bit of a pod play here. Uh, what are we thinking about? Because he's had some huge previous scores. Oh, he is a massive pod. Um, top In the top 100, he's only 2% owned. Um, so and I'll two quickly players, run. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Maths wasn't my strong point. It's clearly still isn't. Um, his, I just want to run you through his last couple of scores. So it's 80, 65, 67, 61, 79, and 53. Now, he is absolutely peak dollar sitting at 836k, breaking of 57. But when you're buying something, you don't want that high. You're not really interested about the break even just because frankly you're you're buying them as a keeper um look I, i'm not going to turn anyone against it um i just think there's better options personally excellent who would you recommend instead um i i i'm not a fan but tohu for what 100 what 100k less um you've also I, i'm a big fan of tapani um still a holder um but yeah there's a couple of others there too nice easy and horsburgh so uh, 46 last week, a little bit down, but kind of expected on the edge when he doesn't get that try. Back to 13 this week. What are we thinking? Yeah, he, he's another one that you could um, a better buy than RFB, to be honest. Um, yeah, we've talked about it all season, essentially. He's just just hold him. He's back to 13. He's scored. He's got an average of about 55 um, when playing there. Yeah, hold fire. Excellent. Only danger for him is obviously with Dyer Arrow and Gilbert out is he possibly comes into the origin consideration. Absolutely, again. yeah. So And I, just remember a couple of weeks ago that um that Billy Slater was all over Corey Hillsborough. So I wouldn't be surprised if he's in that origin side coming off the bench. True. Fortunately he's a he would have a round sixteen by anyway, so hopefully guys have planned for that. Uh hopefully we'll back up. We'll just likely play reduced minutes for round seventeen. Uh, all right, I'll quickly come through a few guys. So Charles Dickel-Clockstad still continues to be a buyer with a great base. He got held up over the line, would have turned that 39 closer to a 50-55. So uh, Charles is still a buy in the low 500 case. Jamal Fogarty, guys, he had a bit of an outlier game. Don't chase the Dragons. If you got him at 600k, well done to you. But at 669, I, I think there are some better options out there still with the buy next round. Uh, Timoko, 47 has reached the next level of this game. We haven't talked about him too much, but I've, I don't know whether you guys have been watching, but I've, I've noticed how well he has been moving with that real um, crack spe- speed that he's got there. So he'll be very good against sides with soft edges. So check the draw, and uh, he could be a bit of a pod play after just dropping off his peak a short while back. Tarpane, now a bit disappointing, 51. Was looking for a 70-plus score, but some late demerits really hurt him with 15 points dropped in demerits. And six loss for missed tackles. So I think that's probably why he's been moved back to prop this week. And I think that uh, he'll return to sort of that low to mid 50s average, which is not an issue. The other one, guys, SJ9095. So I reckon he's a real option for Cleary this week. 
He's got the best schedule outside Moses, but he's safer because he doesn't play Origin. So if you need to buy this week, I would say buy SJ. And I guess we may as well do a little bit of clear chat now. And I'm saying if you can wait, hold a week and see who is and isn't playing Origin if you need a round 16 half. Uh, Adam, are you a holder of SJ Anna? Yeah, I was actually one of them um, from the start. Shout out the fantasy amateurs. Um, they, they got me on them and being a Warriors supporter, I was all systems ago, essentially. Awesome. Uh, Mitch, how about you, mate? Are we still off SJ or he's, he's made it through 14 rounds so far? Not a chance. Excellent. Look, I might give it a run this week, but like I'll, I'll know exactly what I'm buying, which is uh, a possible two trade guy. Uh, look, I think that's the end of the fantasy relevant guys looking through the, yeah, obviously Freddie Lustig is sitting there, but he won't really hurt anyone's scores this week. Uh, obviously just watch out for the Warriors because they seem to be HIA magnets. Rocco Berry's gone this week. So who will it be, uh, next week? Who knows? So with that in mind, who's going to win this week? Adam? Uh, the Warriors by two. Ooh, close. How about you, Mitch? The Raiders just keep finding a way to get it done. I'm going to go Raiders by eight. They're looking good this year. They've figured it out. Let's go Raiders by eight. Yeah, they've, they've certainly turned around. It's been a pretty soft run after that Panthers game, but they've, they've certainly turned around. I reckon it's... Look, I'm going to have to say the Raiders by two for Jared Croker's 300. But uh, look, it could it could certainly go either way. should be a good game to watch for once on a, early on a Friday. Late on the Friday, maybe not so good. Seagulls versus... I guess the seven remaining Dolphins from their starting 13 at the beginning of the season. Uh, so on this one, Tommy Turbo has been named to start at fullback for Manly. Uh, he's come off that head knock and he's been released to play. Ruben Garrick has shifted into the centers in place of Brad Parker. Christian Tulopo, uh, Tupolotto has taken his place on the wing. DC returns. Cooper Johns dropping out. Josh Aloe returns from shoulder injury to the bench. So on the other side for the Dolphins, Joe Rollis and Milford are banned. Tom Gilbert is also out for the season. Jerry Marshall King is returning from the AC joint injury after being late scratching. Uh, Poasa Farmasuli starts at prop. Herman SASA and Kurt Donaghy joins the bench. Debutant Max Plath shifts to 18th man. So look, let me kick off with this one. Guys, Asako, 77. So he's, he's been on a great run as well. He'll maintain a good average, but it's rough to pay over 600Ks for a winger. So if you do it, guys, just make sure that you understand how many risky players you have in your side. If you if everyone else is safe as houses, give it a run. If you've got, you know, TPJ, Turbo, and all these other guys rolling around in your team, don't pick him up. Isaiah Katoa is now a sell on 32. And Ray Stone, guys. Uh, now, I'm not sure how many of us need 450. 46k middles but he looks to inherit that number 13 role now that tom gilbert has gone for the season and there's no real depth behind him like behind him are guys who couldn't crack starting roles at the dragons and some of these other squads right so he is a low-key buy but he's not an urgent buy just to the weird price that he's got and the fact that he's missing next round now adam you got something right, mate. What what do you get right for Nicarima? Oh, finally, right. Um, yeah, 57 points. I, I looped him um, thanks to Jack Bird. Um, <laughs> but he's, he's, average, he's averaging 38 this year, so 
I personally, I'm gonna I'm gonna hold him this round because he's got a break even of fifteen, but then try and um send flick him off ne- literally next r- round for either Fisher Harris or Nelson this officer or Mona. I'm I, I'm targeting a middle that plays round sixteen, so one of those guys will um work. Nice, no great trade if you can one for one those guys. Awesome, and uh, we also got Feeney. So Sione Feeney, what are we thinking about here with him? Mate, I'm I'm calling it cheaper of the week. Um, 250k minus three break even. Um, he is playing on the edge with a couple of edges, um, and the on the bench. However, when he last played on the edge, he played 72 minutes. Um, nice buy schedule as we've talked about a lot with the Manly Seagulls. Um, I I think it's well wheels up. Oh, it's definitely wheels up. I'm having a look at this bench, right? So, okay. Carl Lawton is coverage for, he's the utility. Josh Alloy is a prop. Ethan Bullenmore has been found out if he plays on edge, so I'd say he's he's also in the middle rotation. It's really just Ben Condon, and I haven't seen him play for ages. I'm not sure he gets many minutes at all. So, yeah, oh, well, he's safe as houses in this squad, mate. Yeah, I definitely think he's an option um, if you brought in Burbo a couple of weeks back. Oh, yeah, absolutely perfect trading this week. Uh, uh, as I was saying before the game, Mitch, this is the guy that you need to trade out Sonny Luke to. Because Sonny Luke's nowhere near the squad this week. Yep, I've already done it. Excellent. So gain some money. And the fact that he plays around 16 is just absolutely golden. So he's on my sp- he's been on my spreadsheet of players to bring in this week. Uh, Isaiah Katoa is turning into him. All right, who have we got winning this one, guys? At home, I've got and with the Dolphins short, even more players now. I've got the Seagulls winning by 10 on this one. DC, I reckon we'll have a bit of a day out. And Josh Schuster, now that he's not running around the side, should be have a little bit of a day out. How about you, Mitch? Fins up. I got him by 12. Excellent. Adam? Yeah, fins up. Awesome. All right, let's get around to the next game. So, Adam, Dragons versus Rabbitohs. Uh, will you be at this one, Mitch, by the way? I will. I will. Um... Will I have a spare ticket? I won't, but Emma and I will be out there. Awesome. So, yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're going to get slapped. All right. Yeah, uh, I was just thinking that. I was like, oh, come on. is by 26 <laughs> or something like that. All right, but let Adam take us through the teams, mate. Yeah, Jack DeBellin um, is out with an ugly concussion. Um, Burn Meredith Missler named it Locke. Yeah. Um, however, there is rumours that um, Jack Bird will come in and play. Um, but he is lingering with Blake Laurie on the reserves. Um, Zane Musgrove is on the bench. Yeah. For the Rabbitohs, um, obviously, Jai Arrow and Cameron Murray are, are out, while C- Sevilla Halavili returns in a um, timely manner. Um, Latrell Mitchell's out. That's an odd one for Origin, with Blake Taff retaining his fullback spot. Shaq Mitchell... Uh, starts at lock with Jude Cart right during the bench. Wow. All right. Look, let's start off with the big one. Mitch, Jack Bird. Uh, what do you reckon the odds are that he plays, or do you reckon they rest him and give him this week and next week to recover? It's it's a freaking good question. Um, I don't think they should play him, but I wouldn't be surprised if they did, just because of their, their seat. I mean, the season is effectively done. But let's say they win this game, they they might make a run at the bottom of the top eight. Um, 
I wouldn't be surprised, but I wouldn't expect to see his best performance. I really think those knees that he had to clean out earlier in the year are giving him a lot of trouble. So, you know, as a fantasy owner, I, I, I sold him and I won't be picking him up again. I think at this point you've got to stay away. Um, I, you know, this is now the second time we've heard that this has been a problem, including uh, the surgery earlier in the year. I, I don't love it, Stu, to be honest with you. No, gotcha. I... Yeah, I think I want to wait this week. His break-even's not enormous, uh, but it is in the 50s, so I reckon everyone can wait a week. Awesome. Uh, let's talk about the next guys. Adam, Ame Sele had a great week last week. What are we looking at? Yeah, he did. He did. Um, he scored a 52. Um, he's now averaging 35 for the year, but that, that, the 52 was with a line break um, and a try. So that brings it back down to a 40. He's just awkward price. You know, that 440 um, to like 500 is just that awkwardness. I don't like him. I'd prefer Stone, to be honest. No, got it. Yep, if you need a mid, that sounds like a good shout. Uh, how about another guy that we're looking at, Damien Cook? Yeah, everyone knows how good Damien Cook is, right? 700k, break even of 46. I bought Joey coming out and saying that there needs to be two hookers. And then, and as a New South Wales selector, I think that kind of gives you an indication of the way that they're thinking. Um, yeah, so I, I wouldn't bring him in. If you've got him, hope for the best, eh? Um, yeah. Yeah, and look, doesn't play Origin next... Uh, so, sorry, doesn't play next week either way with that round 16 first buy for him. So, yeah, I think that Boogie's uh, probably not the shout this week to bring in with a buy next week. So none of these roosters are, I don't think which will allow me to, I guess, last a bit of an easy dispatch. Same with Ken Kalomatangi, 67. Uh, you can't buy him because he's got the buy next week. Possible origin game two or game three uh, with those injuries, especially if Ken Murray is cooked. He's one of those guys who can play a bit of middle, mid, bit of edge. So uh, round 17 buy at the soonest. we got to talk about Tyrell Sloan, guys, is that we well, got an okay score. But the only way that you could buy Tyrell Sloan right now is if you got rid of one of, if you have one of those red dots who's just been absolutely stinking up your team. Like if you perked up, you know, one of these Kurt Donahue's or uh, a while back and they've just been sitting there. That's the only way I think you could pick up Sloan, right, Mitch? I don't think you can pick him up at all, Stu. I know Nick and I were speaking about it because we love the Dragons. And he just seems to lack intent. His positional play is ordinary, and that is something that Hook and I do agree on, but his ability to defend players of similar size is bad at best. And the other thing I'd say is he, he does not bend the lineback in any fashion for a guy of his size. Like, he, he's about as good as Dufty at running the ball back, and he's far too big and too fast to really have that sort of trouble. I, I actually get the sense there's something not quite right, whether it be a confidence thing, uh, or he's not happy, or there's something not quite right. I don't think you can touch him till next season, and I'm just hoping as a Dragons fan, because he is all upside, that he can get a good coach under him who can either give him a kick in the ass, which he probably needs, but also build a little bit of confidence. So, you know, I always come back to it. He'd, he'd do really well under Wayne Bennett. Uh, either, you know, he'd flourish, or Bennett would say, no, nah, you're done, and, and punt him. So I don't know if he can touch him. I really don't, because can you see the Dragons turning it around this year? The answer is no, and, and, and therefore, do you really think Sloan's going to turn it around? No, that's what I was saying. Like, at his price, you just cash him down to, like, you, you use him because he'll still do better than some of these guys who aren't playing. Like, that's kind of yeah. the level we're at. He's only useful 
if he's a trade out for someone who yep. isn't playing like a hands or a, or a Feyner who I just picked up. That's it. Exactly right. Like, you know, you got Sonny Luke in your squad. Guess what? Sloan will still do better than him. Cause he's just, guess what? Sonny Luke's not playing. Yep. Okay. I know all about that. <laughs> all right. Jacob little 42. So the minutes are the issue here is cause the base is good. I only got 50 minutes. Now, I've got a bit of controversial take because I know everyone's like, ha, 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 Turpin did so well. So Turpin did do well for his 50-odd, but Little's got the longer upside here as far as this game goes. So the issue is, uh, like, there's less cash to be made, but if if you only want to spend one trade, then Little is still the guy. But we also got to talk about Jack DeBellin. So he got his 39. So... What are we thinking about for... Oh, yep. Okay. Uh, Adam, what, what are you thinking about Little? Oh, he's the perfect man for Robson. Um, this In the coming weeks, let me just bring it up, just so I give... He's, Robson's got the buy this week. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in round 19, I believe, I think, yeah, in uh, round 19, Robson the Cowboys the have the buy. Yep. And um, turn the buy. So regardless, you're going to need to bring someone else in. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm choosing Little over Turpin, frankly, because of that. Um, and he averaged what was it like sixty minutes last round. So that that fifty tackles or whatever he made wouldn't be too uncommon, I don't think, because I think um, the Dragons will be doing a lot of defending over the next couple of weeks. That's true. I like it. Uh, I like it there, but yeah, for for Robson owners, I've got Boyd, so it's the reason why I haven't bought in either Little or Turpin, but I, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, Mitch, one for you, Jack DeBellin, so 39, are you holding? Yep, absolutely. I think, you know, you and I, Stu, were talking about it during the game that we both thought DeBellin was a little bit cooked, and certainly in the first half he looked that way. I mm. think they've managed his minutes really poorly. He cannot play 80 minutes, maybe 65, 70. And at that point, he's still a great fantasy hold. But he just looked gassed towards the end of last week and he just carried it through to this week. Yep. I do think in all likelihood, he'll be back after the buy. But I tell you what, if he didn't have the buy next week, he probably would have been sat two weeks for that concussion. And I think two weeks off will do him a lot of good. He's looked great all year. The only minor concern is he could get picked up for origin. That's the only issue. Yeah, well, the fact that he's got, he's he's concussed and he missed this week, I think, puts a line through him for at least game two, right? Yeah, pick TPJ. That'll work out well for him. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll, we'll find out. Uh, but look, I, I certainly, I think, I, I would certainly be questioning your South Wales selectors that they picked him up after such a heavy head knock, considering that it would be playing, you know, the re- if he wouldn't be playing around 16 anyway. That's the only thing. And look, we've got Zachy Lomax, who did get a 50. Back on the right-hand side, is looking much more effective. I reckon he's looking like a round 17 pickup as well. So pick I did, I, yeah, well, I did think, uh, sorry to interject to you, that the Dragons' back line looked a lot better with Sullivan over Amon in there. And I know I said this in the first two or three rounds, and we had one of the better coaches in the NRL at that point, so he put Amon back in, who apparently can only play on the left side. But <laughs> I thought the ball movement and the predictability of the side was a lot less. And as a result, Lomax was a beneficiary because when he got ball, he didn't have three guys swarming him. So, you know, and we know Lomax kicks goals. I know St. George doesn't have many points in him, but he's a goal-kicking center. So at that price point, he's a little bit of an interesting look at Stu. I nearly picked him up over Val Holmes last week, but I went quality over um, a cheapie. No, for sure. So he's certainly a good shout there. And his floor is better than another guy 
who has a bit of a uh, like a Ramian or a Stags. So he's a bit of a safer proposition there. Yep, and he doesn't mind the odd junk tackle bust. No, he lo- loves a bit of palm to the chest. All right, guys, who have we got winning this one? I've got the Rabbitohs by 26. Or Although, with the lack of Cam Murray and Jair in there, maybe 16. How about you, Mitch? I got the Dragons by 20, mate. No, I got... I got like... <laughs> I'll, t- I'll take 100 sandwiches, mate. Uh, 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 at what, like 10,000 to 1? I'll... Um... <laughs> <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll take the rabbits by heaps. No Jack DeBellin in the middle. Uh, God help the Dragons if Latrell had been playing. It could have been ugly. Let's let's go rabbits by 20. Excellent. Adam? Bunnies by 20. Excellent. All right. Uh, next one we get to, it's Saturday. Thank goodness we still haven't seen the Broncos on Friday night. So we we get to uh, instead to the Broncos versus the Knights. So what's happening with the Broncos, Mitch? Well, Stu, what are you going to do with your Friday night now that you can't watch the Broncos play? <laughs> Be glad I'm not a Queenslander. Sorry, oh, favourite. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Selwyn Cobbo with his hip returns from his origin injury, uh, which shifts Jesse Arthurs to 18th man. This is the only change uh, to the side that beat Cronulla last weekend pretty handily. Uh, on the other side of things, the Blues back row Tyson Frizzell returns at the expense of Jack Johns. Kurt Mann, uh, the Danny Duo, returns to the bench as Lockie Miller drops completely out of the 17. So a proper fall from grace for poor Lockie Miller. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's huge. Well, I guess he didn't come off the bench last week. So real not good signs for his future. I'm guessing he's going back to New South Wales Cup. So Mitch, let's start off with you, mate. Adam Reynolds, got a 50. Is he still a buy with a brand, with a buy? Is he, can you still buy him now that we know that he's not going to play around 16, 19? Um, probably not. I, I'm a happy owner, but I've enjoyed the last two to three weeks of good scoring. I think it's a little late, mate. I think you need to look at Moses or go to the casino with SJ. I mean, anyone who went to the casino with him's come up big. Um, I think it's too late. Excellent. What are your thoughts? Oh, mate, I think head-to-head plays only. If you're playing overall, you can't pick up Adam Reynolds at yeah. this point, but head-to-head. I, I, I'm now officially a head-to-head player. <laughs> well, then I guess that's why you got him. <laughs> Awesome. Well, let, let's have a talk about another guy who had a good week. Tony Stairs, 60, Adam. What are we looking at? Oh, mate, he's another Lukey. He's going to score you, you know, 60, 60 one week and then 16 the next. Um, just, to, just to put him in a bit of perspective, actually, his highest score is 66 and his lowest is 16. So he's, yeah, just the ultimate rocks and diamonds player. I like someone that we're going to talk about a bit later who I picked up late last weekend. But however, he does have a break-even of 10 um, mm-hmm. and four, 423 guy. If he can hit a couple of 50s, an absolute skyrocket. Yeah, well, just let, let's have a look at the Broncos' next couple, like for Katoni Stags. So we just pull them up now. Broncos, yeah. Okay, fixtures. Uh, all right. <laughs> okay, Titans, Dolphins, Bulldogs are the next three. Obviously, oh, sorry, Knights, Titans, Dolphins, Bulldogs, excluding the buys in there. So if you're a head-to-head player, I'd say go pick up Katani's Dex, because I reckon he's going to eat pretty well out there. Yeah. He's, he's going to have, on the right-hand side, he's going to have, uh, yeah, not much competition out there on most oh? of these squads. Cobo outside him? Yeah. So I, I, reckon, I reckon they're both going to eat very well over the next little while. Rongo should go on a bit of a tear. 
their run home for the Broncos is the gross part. Roosters, Cowboys, Eels, Raiders, Storm. Oh, sorry, Rabbitohs, Roosters, Cowboys, Eels, Raiders, Storm. So, yeah, we'll see how they go. All right. Uh, what's the next guy off the list there, Adam? Uh, Walsh. Now, look, he is just going to be one of the best winger fullbacks um, in the game, I think. And, like, fantasy is supposed to be about fun mm. <laughs> as much as it causes us heartache. Um, and he's just so good to watch at the moment, eh? Um, yeah, I, I'm mad. I, I don't think you can if you're playing overall just because of that 16 and 19 buy. Plus, he's going to play Origin. Um, and, yeah, obviously with Ponga ruling himself out of Origin this year, he's, he's pretty much picked himself. So, yeah. Also, I do want to make a point that they do have a buy in round 25 as well. So, that if you are going to pick him up, you might need to... Um, keep a trade up your sleeve just to trade them out when they've got the buy. Yeah, or at least have cover for that week. I like it. Yeah. Uh, he's certainly on my – I've got a shopping list for round 20, and he's on it. He's about third or fourth down the list after some guys that we're going to talk about shortly. Um, awesome. We also got to talk about another center who went gangbusters at the moment, uh, Bradman Best. Yeah, Bradman Best. We all know we all know his um talents and such. He scored a fifty-nine, um, five hundred and eighty-two K This year's average forty-two. Um, but even please note that the uh, the Knights had an must buy in round nineteen. So he could be a pretty good pod for the round home. However, as I said before, I I am saving the hundred hundred and fifty K. Um, and buying someone that we're going to talk about a bit later on, um, just to give you a bit of a teaser. Um, but if you had to choose, we'll start with you, Mitch. Who are you picking up, um, Stags or Best? Let's say you're an overall player. Stags. Oh, no, Sorry, overall, overall, I take Best, but I really don't want to take him. Now, overall, I take Best yeah. because Pong is coming, swinging out left and giving him the good ball. If you watch Best run onto the ball... Now that he's not just being given the ball and go make make something happen, right? He's just not David Fafita size to make that happen. He's very good. Now that he's actually running onto the ball on the outside shoulder of players, I reckon you will see his average pump up. So, yeah. Narrative. Anyway, but I, for five hundred eighty-two k. Yeah, no. I look, I, I'm so you asked you asked me which one I'd prefer. The answer is best, but yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Look, yeah absolutely. No, I, I'd be struggling at the moment. For either of those two, uh, I I probably pick up Stags just on the value proposition, but best is the keeper. Uh, awesome. Let's switch around. Broncos middles. Haas and Carrigan both got forty-seven. You can hold one of these two over Origin. Both are guns. We want both Origin if we can get them both. So put them on your shopping list. Uh, Greg Mazu eighty-four. Another one of those guys. He and Azai Katoa. They're both these guys who they play winger. They've got this amazing upside to them. So Asako's got it in goal kicking. Marzu's just got in base. He's Brian Toto 2020, 2021. As far as that base goes. Uh, so really, again, it's one of those, if you want to make a pod and you really want to pump it, I have no issue with picking up. Just check your risk through the rest of your squad. Don't be playing him if you're also saying, oh, I've also got Ponga, I've got Stags, I've got Turbo. Oh, geez, my team's got 300 points this week. Yeah, we told you. Um, plus, you know, the Knights, yeah, but Greg Marzu seems to be, uh, 
not quite immune, but certainly playing well above his team's uh, average. Uh, look, we've got Phoenix Crosland, who I'm putting down as a sell for that round 19 buy. I reckon he'll pick by then. Guy I really want to talk about real quick is Ponga. Now, guys, we've got the news that he will not be playing Origin this year. Play 16, uh, still only mid 400k. Is there a reason why you wouldn't buy Mitch? Yeah, he's a concussion magnet. But, okay. you know, at 440k, it's worth rolling the dice, particularly when you're like me and you rank 5,000. That's it. Like 444k, he's a dual player. He fixes a big hole for me in 16. Yeah. He does, and, he, and he's looked good, but just, you know, know that he could be a two-trade player. Yep. No, perfect. Adam, do you have him? Yeah, I've got him. And I was watching the game the other day, um, and, mate, he, it's, it's a nervous Friday. Like, every, <laughs> you can just see that teams are just targeting him and just hitting, them with, hitting him with all they've got. And just, it's, yeah. And he got, yeah, he got back up to his credit um, on three occasions, four occasions, so... As long as he keeps playing fullback, I think he is uh, by. Yeah, that's it. He and Teddy, they just got to stop lowering their profile as they come into contact. Like, they've hit a lot of shoulders, if you see it, and they do it to stop themselves from going over backwards. I get it. But they cop a lot of knocks that way too. So I, th- I think it's also just a style thing for, for Kalen. If you watch him as he goes into contact, he does drop his body weight a little bit so he doesn't get absolutely hammered like uh, in their ribs, but it just means his head comes into play. All right. Who have we got winning this one? Adam? Yeah, I, I got I got Bronx, Bronx by plenty. I think, yeah, they're just too good at the moment. How about you, Mitch? This game's always weird. I've got, uh, I really wanted to pick Knights by two, but I think that's stupid. I'll go Broncos by two, but it's always close and weird. Fair enough. Look, I think the Broncos, they're still in that bit of a tear. They'll have their full team this week. Uh, I reckon it's probably going to be the Broncos by around 20 or so. The um, the Knights. I'm pretty tempted to take you both on a sandwich for that, but I'm going to resist the urge. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I'll be stealing lunch from, from your mouth again. Uh, and, and then we're in some sort of weird trade where Adam owes you and you owe me. And anyway, moving on. <laughs> Let's get on to the next game. Now, this game turned into a lot more interesting than it originally was with the news that Nathan Cleary is out. Roosters versus Panthers. So, uh, the Roosters haven't won against the Panthers for a long time now, but I think this is their best shot at home. Uh, so for the Roosters, uh, Joseph Suali is copped a three-game ban. Corey Allen shifts to centres. Daniel Tupu returns from a hamstring injury in the wing. Sandon Smith is remaining as the utility. On the Panthers, Jack Cogger comes in for Nathan Cleary. Jamin Salmon is the new man on the bench. Look, I'm going to kick us off real quickly. Turpin, so guys, 54, huge number of tackles and a good bench for him with uh, having a look at this bench here. Sandon Smith, Nathan Brown, Angus Crichton, and Matthew Lodge. Now, the last three guys, I don't think they've ever played at a dummy half. So, And Sandon Smith is a brand new fella. So I reckon Turpin is in for a big few weeks. So he's a two-trade guy, but he's probably worth a bring in just as a cashier loan. I'm not sure that I will because I've I've got round 16 hooker coverage, but I might bring him just for cash generation. Now, uh, I've got Billy Smith here. Uh, he's a hold until at least round 17. So if you bought him in. I've also got uh, Joey Manu here. Now, Mitch, uh, we were ex- obviously we were missing the crab runs from Joey Manu. So that's just a symptom of him returning from that ankle injury. You couldn't have hit the nail on the head harder, mate. Probably expect another week or two of that. Remember, they did rush him back for this one, or for that last one, rather. 
Excellent. Well, look, the only good news about Joey Manu is that with the news that Sam Walker is still in that knee brace and they're worried that they might have to do surgery anyway, Mitch. So like, or, you know, they're trying to work out whether he can come out of it is, is what I'm hearing. So what was Sammy Walker's injury, mate? Uh, ACL. Oh, low grade ACL. Yeah, they're doing the. Uh, yeah, I know what protocol they're doing. That'll be interesting to to keep an eye on that because that's a new age sort of style of ACL rehab. Um, fifty fifty, he needs surgery. Gross. All right. Well, in that case, Joe Barney still remains a raging hot buy, but you probably just want to wait to see him hit that form. Uh, you can buy him week, up, week after next is normal, Joey. Excellent. So, look, you can buy him now and just park him because you know that he will be a keeper where, where you can park him. Uh, guys, we really got to talk about because I want to crack through this first one real quick. So, first one, I've got Hosking here at uh, 31 points. I have him as a hard sell because at the moment, if you look at this bench, so there's four edges in this rotation, really. So, if we have a look here, we have uh, Scotty Sorensen. We also have, obviously, Hosking. But then on the bench at 14, we've got Liam Martin. we also got Jamin Salmon. So look, guys, even if we have something where Liam Martin comes on after a little while, plays a bit of middle, then moves out to the edge, and then Scotty Sorensen comes in the middle, go, takes a rest, right? Zach Hosking, it looks like, will be rotated with Salmon or with Liam Martin at some point. And unlike the other guys, Zach Hosking doesn't play middle. So I'd see him as, if he's 80 minutes, he's a keeper. At 60, he's not. It's just 2021. Uh, Panthers edges all over again so with that in mind I have Hosking as a big fat sell you can hold the 16 but you are going to shed cash rapidly so I'd have him you trade him out for a guy like uh, Bateman or Papalini wouldn't you Adam? Yeah yeah I would yeah I just just mentioning that there is a lot of edges available for 16 you got IPAP you've got Bateman you've even got um, Liero who I'm holding on to just for that period. So if you're freaking out that there's, you know, you're holding him for around 16, there's no reason to freak out just because there's so many different options. I like it. Uh, I like it. So the other guy I've got to talk about, James Fisher-Harris. So guys, have we seen enough from James Fisher-Harris to buy? So really copped the 70 against the Broncos. He got a 38 last week. He's still got a high break even. Do we want to buy him this week? Are we going to next week? Do we need to buy him at all? Uh, Mitch... Like, he plays round 16, but have you seen enough from James Fisher-Harris yet to be worth buying? We know he's a high-quality player, mate. Probably my better question is, I'm going to throw it back to you, is are the minutes there? And based off your bench comments, they probably are. Yeah, look, the bench is pretty light on. It's, I've been struggling because I'm like, maybe it's been managed for like rounds 15, round 16 with the niggles because they're playing, they played as OEO 80, five days after he played 80 in Origin. And James Fisher-Harris only got 40-odd, right? So with this one, you've got Spencer Lenny is in the middle. Lindsay Smith is in the middle. Liam Martin will play a bit of both. Scotty Sorensen will come in and play a bit of both. So I'm not sure that James Fisher-Harris does have the minutes at the moment. Because remember, they're not rotating yo at all. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about Jack DeBell Jack DeBell and his minute management. That's that's unbelievable minutes from Isaiah Yo. And he played tough in both those games. Like, the Dragons really did come at the Panthers on Sunday night. So. Yeah. It, it, that, that in itself surprises me. So we know he's a quality player, mate, but that's a little bit of a concern given that maybe you would have thought Fisher-Harris would have taken up some of the slack for Isaiah Yeo. Yeah, no, me too. I'm I'm hoping that they give Isaiah Yeo a bit of a rest this week because I know, I don't know, you guys remember last year when Clear was out beginning of the season at the end and Isaiah Yeo really kicked off 
like he did go to playing 80 minutes and whatever else. I'm hoping that they rest him before Origin and they really want him to come back uh, and play well post-Origin for them. So I've got him as a softer buy past that point. So for me, I've got James Fisher-Harris as a wait-and-see buy round 16. I was just ashamed because I wanted to buy him this week for Lukey. Uh, Adam, we also got to talk about a couple of guys. So let's talk about the two fullbacks. Uh, got Dylan Edwards. Peak price, what are we thinking? Yeah, Edwards, Edwards is an interesting one. Eh? It just depends on how you think um, the Panthers are going to go without their main um, dog and Cleary. He, he has had a massive um, uptick in scores. So last year he averaged 45. This year he's averaging 55. So I know I know they don't have kick out and they're going to the right a lot more. Um, but I, I'm just holding off. There's just too many variables um, for me. And probably at 724k with a break even of 62. I just yeah, it's a it's a hard pass for me. I think if you've got him, you 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 hold him all the way through. Um, but the the more interesting one and the one that I think is going to get a lot more attention is. Eddie. Now he has just scored back to back. Um, I think seventy plus. Um, but the big, the big one is Oren. Um, he, he, sorry, mate, you're breaking up a little bit there. Oh, sorry. Can you hear me better now? Yep. Go for it. Yeah. Awesome. He is six hundred and twenty-seven k. Uh, break even a seventeen. He is. Everyone knows how good he is. Uh, last year, average of 54. This year, average of 44. I think now he's got a real chip on his shoulder. Um, people are questioning his um, suitability for origin, if he should be the captain. I think he's going to come out and go absolute gangbusters. So I've got him as a buy. I think it depends on if you're overall or head-to-head. If he, if you're head-to-head, he, I'd be getting him in this round. If you're overall, I would get him in after Origin. However, that price is it's, um, tempting, to say the least. It is tempting now that he's turned it around. Mitch, you picked up to the little while back, didn't you? Yep, I sure did. Excellent. So, you happy there? Yep, very happy. I didn't expect him to get a B under his bonnet, but happy that he did, and he's cracked out a couple of good scores as a result of it. Yep. No, I, I must say he's one of those interesting ones at the moment where if you've got some of these mid-rangey guys, if you can find a little bit of cash, get off him. So uh, I know that, Adam, you were talking about uh, whether you get off uh, old mate at the Bulldogs, and the answer is, is that, yeah, you could you could trade him to Tedesco. So because yeah, really you were missing 16 and 19, you knew you were going to miss him anyway. So, But again, depends on how many origin plays you have, guys, because you will need to field at least 13 right and 17 the week after so be careful yeah but also also the roosters need him as well like he is going to back up and play 80 every single week i think so yeah you're missing out the round 16 and 19 yeah well with the half situation it is a little bit harder they do have drew hutchinson but i don't know whether he's busted because he's nowhere to be seen i'm looking here oh no he's 18th man this week so, look, they could always move Joey Manu back, move Drew Hutchison into the halves. But obviously they're hurting for points outside the eight at the moment. So they'll throw everything they can over the next few weeks. Uh, I've got him as a soft buy this week, but only if you don't have too many origin players. I'm down to one now that Cleary's gone. So oh. I might, might think about him. Uh, all right, let's talk about who's going to win this one. 
I reckon that the Panthers are going to win by six. I'm just going to say that. I reckon it's going to be a real tight game. The Roosters may get on top for this one, uh, which is a shame to say, but backing up from origin, a lot of injuries. Uh, the Panthers, they might just take a couple of weeks to get together. I'm not sure that Jack Hogger is quite the same player that Sean O'Sullivan is. Uh, although he did look okay. Mitch, who have you got winning this one? Uh, geez, that's, you know, I think I have to go the Panthers. They're, they're just, the Roosters still haven't figured it out and they, they really made a hash of beating the Bulldogs the other day. So let's go Panthers by 10. They'll just, they'll get it done by as much as they need to, just like they did against the Dragons. Fair enough. How about you, Adam? And the, the Cleary thing's going to take a bit of time. So I got Roosters by two, but as you said, I think it's going to be a tight one. Excellent. All right. Now, uh, Mitch, we get to... I guess it's, this one's a bit of a grudge match. Storm versus Sharks, one of the modern-day grudge matches down at Amy Park. What's happening for the Storm? These teams do not like each other. Grant <laughs> Anderson comes into the starting side for Justin Ollum, and Tarek Sims joins the bench. So out of the shadow realm for Tarek. Uh, for the Sharks, Cameron, Cameron McInnes hand makes his return. So Tom Hazelton goes to the extended bench, and Craig Fitzgibbon's only change to the side that lost to the Broncos. So, Stu, kick us off with Cameron Munster. Look, I will. So, Ken Munster, I've got him. So, he only got 43 last week. They were toweled up, toweled up by the Cowboys. So, he tried hard, you know, tried for the one on one steals, threw up the hands every time that he got tackled or someone, you know, went to dummy half of someone who was tackled, but just didn't quite have the influence that he wanted uh, in this one. And the coach was a bit down. I've got an interest in Ken Munster because he's gone down from 860K. He's now cracking around the 700k mark. And that for a guy with his quality, Mitch, is that not a very tasty price? It is extremely tasty. It's a really, really, really good spot, Stu. Once he gets through Origin and, okay, the Origin 1, he, he didn't bust a fuse like he did last year playing out of his mind. As soon as Origin's done, mate, I will be picking him up because I agree. And the Storm love to heat up. Uh, towards the end of last year. In fact, I think we both grabbed him into last year. We did. And, uh, we enjoyed, and enjoyed, the, enjoyed the rewards. Yeah, I love it. I, I really it, love it. Seven uh, we need, we need, guy averaging 54 this year. We need to bring that up when the time comes again because I think there's uh, there's a lot to be had for that one. Yeah, that might be one of your sights of the year. Yeah, that's it. So, look, for, for me, Ken Munster is one of those stop the podcast, just go to the app, chuck a star on him. Just really what we want to see. He's got a break even a 79. It's another big break even. Under 700k, like, you know, I might be him up around 17 because it's just crazy money and they've got to play him because they're, they're just on a bit of a slide, uh, the Storm. So they want to be top four. If they're not top four, they know they're probably cooked, right? They'll, they'll lose to the Raiders again, game one out. And I'm not sure that Craig Bellamy put up for that two years in a row. Uh, the next guy that we got to took a look at exactly the same boat is Harry Grant. So... 39 points last week. Struggled a little bit to back up from Origin. I was really surprised that they didn't spell him more than they did. Uh, so really, it's funny this week, Mitch. Uh, you saw a lot of guys who they weren't spelled. They kind of spelled themselves. They really didn't perform, hey? Yeah, but we saw in some of the stats that they were spitting out at Origin last week, the intensity was some of the highest we've ever seen with regard to Origin. So it doesn't surprise me all that much that they just couldn't keep going. And I believe the Storm game was a little bit earlier in the weekend, wasn't it, Stu? 
yeah, I was on the Saturday, so it's yeah, yeah. A bit, bit tough for them. The, Whereas uh, we say Isaiah Yo managed to play the eighty, playing six o'clock on a Sunday. I think you know every day makes a difference in that scenario. That's it, and they had to they had to travel up to North Queensland Stadium as opposed to play at home. So that probably and the other too. thing I'd flag is that Queensland team was blasted by the end of the game, so a lot of those guys were having to play big tough minutes in the middle to get that done. That's it. So if Harry Grant he got thirty nine points for seventy two. Uh, in this one, again, he's one of those guys, while you're stopping, you know, the podcast or restop it, to just check one on Harry Grant too because he's down 109K from his beginning of the season and around 250K from his absolute peak, oh, no, 150K from his absolute peak price this season. So he's, again, one of those guys where as soon as that corner turns, we want to be on top of him on our bench. Like, we know that he's not playing round 19, but he should be back. He finishes the season after round 19. And he's like, we've always noticed that guys like Grant and Munster pick up in these tough games. Listen to the uh, Storms run home, guys. Listen to this one. So we've got Roosters, and then we've got Knights, but then we've got Eels, Panthers, Raiders, Dragons, Titans, and then the Broncos to finish us off round 27. So there's like more hard games than not in there, yeah? And the soft games, they, sh- they should yeah. score well. Like soft middles. Munster usually scores pretty well in those hard games. That's what I mean. And I get those soft games, they're very soft. Like Dragons and Titans. Ugh. Yeah. So Yeah, exactly right. So um they're definitely guys that you, you want to just keep watching like every week. Just keep an eye. I is it the right time? So Adam, we've got to talk about the next guy. Uh who have you got from the Sharks who's looking like a really good pickup this week? I gave you guys a bit of a teaser before, but it's my boy Jesse Ramey, and I picked him up last hey. week. Um, he scored a 50 without any attacking stats. He only had three offloads, but only one of them was the hand, and he only had four tackle busts. Now, hmm. everyone knows that Jesse Ramian is a busting machine, um, and also he scored that 50 in a, in a losing side. I think he's a massive buy. He plays 16 and 19. However, he does have the buy with the Tigers on round 17. So you got to count your numbers there just because you'll need 17 players to um, play that round. Um, so that's the reason why, unfortunately, I chose IPAP over Bateman. So I can't get Bateman. Um, but yeah, I break even at 22. I think he's just going to go gangbusters. Yep, he's definitely a pickup this week. So uh, we did kind of mention him last week as, as like a guy with a real option and especially that 16-19 play. So, yeah, I've I've definitely got a plan to, to try and get him, but the sooner the better. Now that they've, he's turned the corner there, playing a bit, um, a bit more freely, let's say. Uh, now, we've also got a guy who won't play Origin on an edge, which is uh, Britton Nakora. Got a 58 this week. Uh, average of around 50 so far this season. What are we thinking? Do we, do we want him? Yeah, he, he's, he's an interesting one, that's for sure. I think you've um, got to you've got to think if he's a keeper or not. It's 745k, um, 50, 58 last round, break even of 50. Um, he is averaging 56. I just think that personally there's better options with an IPAP and um, Bateman. And I do prefer, I think I prefer his um, other edge partner in Teague Wilton, who scored 50, um, 659K, break even of 59. He's averaging 50 this year. He's just, yeah, 
the player that Craig Fitzsimmons just Craig Fitzgibbon absolutely loves. Um, yeah, he just works hard, tackles hard, runs a great line. If if you had to choose between Nakura and Wilton, Shoe, where are you looking? Uh, look, a couple of weeks ago I'd say Nakora because he's playing outside uh, of Heinz and he's running those awful lines. But the way that Heinz moves means he drags plays in. So he often does get like a tackle break, even if he doesn't get the try for Nakora or that line break. But I'd say at the moment, I'd say Wilton because it looks like, if I'm guessing correctly, Heinz will probably play Origin again and possibly star for it, which means he'll miss 16, 17, 19, and probably around 20 backing up in Auckland two days after Origin, which means that, as far as I can see, uh, I reckon Wilton will go better outside uh, Moylan, who will be a more focal point of attack. So I, I go Wilton. But for the, compared to both the prices, I probably still want IPAP or Bateman. They both have the same buy yeah. schedule. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, that's just me. Awesome. Uh, mate, I don't think this, unfortunately with the Sharks, there's too many more players that we really want to talk about. Same, uh, unfortunately, for the Storm. Uh, we'll talk about Nelson Soffa Solomona really quickly in the fact that uh, Mitch, he's really busted, isn't he? He is. So we don't want him at all, do we? Nope. Excellent. Moving on. So f- f- I know a few people talking about pod players in round 16. He's not the guy, right? And I will say this once again. Josh King is not the guy. Do not pick up Josh King. Yes, he plays 16. No, that is not a good reason to pick him up, right? If he's worth like about 80 cents, then would be a good time to pick up Josh King. He's just a... What's the opposite of a PPM beast? PPM slug. (laughs) 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 I wish I didn't ask. Excellent. Moving on. (laughs) Who do we think is going to win this one? I've got the Storm. They're going to try and bounce back this one. I've got them winning at six at home. How about you, Mitch? Sharkies by 10. Excellent. Adam? Yeah, Sharks by 10. I just don't, I just don't like the Storm this year. Excellent. No, you, you have them finishing outside the eight, mate. So let, let's see how they go. I guess, uh, you know, Munster won't be a buy if they do finish outside the eight. Love it. Excellent. Uh, now we get to the Monday game, uh, and this one's a good one. Adam, take us away. What's happening with the Bulldogs? Yeah, Bulldogs are very interesting. Reed Marnie um, has been named to play, although the club has applied for an exemption. Um, based off his category one, just saying that he doesn't have um, symptoms, essentially. Otherwise, he'll be de- um, man- mandatory 11-day stand-, stand down. I have heard then that Kyle Flanagan will step into number nine. I don't know the, how reliable that source is, but just watch the space. Um, he, oh, he will obviously play if he's fully fit, um, but Jacob Carras returns... Um, and Locke Harrison Edwards starts with Ryan Sutton out of out um, or oh, with Chris Pot- Patolo. Excuse the pronunciation. Um, joins the bench. Awesome. And what's happening with the Eels, mate? A few things happening there. Uh, I'm sure everyone's heard. Dylan Brown has been named despite um, the five eight facing court tomorrow, I believe, with mm. five counts of sexual touching without consent following an allegation and alleged incident sorry at the sydney pub on saturday night regan campbell giller makes an early comeback which i think we need to discuss with matt um which is a huge boost and andrew davich returns as matt dory moves back to the bench 
and Luca Moretti drops out altogether. Awesome. All right, look, let's, Mitch, Regan Campbell-Gillard, now he's a guy because he plays 16, he plays 19, the Eels actually have the best by schedule by far. Yep. What can we expect from him? Like, well, how long do you reckon it will be until we see Regan Campbell-Gillard fit and ready to go? Oh, I'd be thinking, and my general rule of thumb is somewhere between that two to three week mark. Remember, he is coming back a little bit earlier. Uh, and I was just having a look at the Eels' recent performances to see why they might race him. And I think a lot of it boils down to, you know, they are they have had two wins on the trot and then obviously had that buy last week. I think it just sort of is at 12th. They just cannot afford that loss. I would suggest uh, to you that... Also, Wiramu Greg has dropped, uh, which wasn't in the preview, has dropped out of the side, which is just suggesting that he is busted. Right. Oh. I have no idea why. I have no information. But Wiramu Greg has completely dropped out of the squad. God. Uh, so, oh. look, the bottom line is those groin injuries have, they're tricky to get better, but they have a low uh, recurrence rate. So it's not like that pubic injury that uh, AJ Brimson has, for instance, where they do recur quite a bit. If it's a pure groin tear, which it was for Regan, they're hard to get right, but often once you get them right, the recurrence rate is low. So we're not outrageously worried about him redoing it. I think there's a fairly low chance of that, uh, but I wouldn't expect to see his peak performance for at least two to three weeks. Sort of, I would imagine they'll play him in at half minutes this week, depending on how well he pulls up, probably closer to three quarter minutes the following week, and then four minutes in three weeks' time. Nice. All right. So probably not the round 16 buy that we wanted. And no sign of Maddo either, who was the other round 16 option. Uh, I mean, this is this is not looking good. I'm going to be playing Taniela Paseka and hating myself. Uh, awesome. Let's let's kick on with some of these other guys. So we're in Greg. So it's hard to hold with we're in Greg as we have no idea what's wrong. Uh, he scored a 56. If we hear something and it's like just a week off because he's got the COVID or, you know, he's getting married or whatever it is, that's great. But... Yeah, it's really tough. I've got here, don't trade Greg to another eel unless it's Hopgood at the moment uh, because everyone else's position only lasts as long as until these guys come back from injury. Uh, we got Matty Burton. I've got him 44. Keep the faith as the dog's troops come back. So if you've got him this far, you kind of just got to hope that he's not picked round 16 for origin. So but considering that he wasn't in the frame, he was only 18th man after like 17 people pulled out. I'm not too worried. Uh, Adam, on your side, are you you thinking whether that Burton gets pulled up into the 17 for the game? I I, I don't mean to burst your bubble there, Stu, but I, I actually think he does. I think he's 14th man with Hines going to seven. Yep. No, I actually think they should uh, play Burton at 5'8 and Hines at seven and piss off Luai, even though they won't. I think Burton's almost a guarantee to find his way into the origin side there. Fair enough. Well, I guess I guess we'll find out. Uh, we'll find it at the on Monday, right? I'd be willing to put a sandwich on that. That that he's fourteenth man. That he's in the squad. Uh top seventeen. Yep. Done. So, okay. Uh, I I reckon I reckon it'll be some form of like cookie on the bench or something like that. So, uh, and I reckon they'll keep. And I reckon they'll so- keep Luai. Uppy was so good for 80 minutes. Yeah, they'll keep Luai because Fittler wants to lose his job, but Uppy was very good for 80 minutes. I was, but, uh, you know, I think they're going to try and 
trying to And they got stung something fierce for having no centre winger coverage. The reason they lost that game is you had Nico Hines at centre. That's why they lost. I got you. I, that's why I think they'll have, um, they'll have a different option on the bench. Anyway, we'll find out. So next one is we've got to talk about uh, Jacob Preston. So I've got him as a great option to sell uh, round 17 or round 18 to a Bateman or iPappy. So he's a real good option there. Obviously, they all have to buy round 17, but he's probably a great trade at around that point. So next one is Oluapu. So he's almost past the cashier stage at this point, but he's good round 16 pickup for just a half if you need one for the 26 points that he'll get because uh, I'm going to guess he's going to be partnering for Cole Flanagan and they're going to stink it up. Uh, and the guys in the chat going, having an argument who gets the spot for Origin, we'll have to discuss this next week, right? The only thing yeah. is we can say until we yeah. know Burton isn't a buy, right? Yes. Absolutely. So, I'm, so, I'm just... Just, just, just to throw a curtain in it, do you think that Luai gets a spot even though the the Panthers combination has been ruined? Uh, I think it depends. If they still play the edge, right, with the Panthers, that sort of Panthers edge on that side, they switch him over to the left-hand side. Uh, if you switch Toto, um, uh, Crichton, and you played Martin at that side, you can still play that side. Because to be honest with you, Luai actually had a pretty decent game if you looked at how he played. A fair few of the points actually rolled through him more than through Cleary. So if they want to keep yeah, the continuity, I, I'd say he does. And you play Nico. Yeah, I actually thought Lua outplayed Cleary like on Wednesday, but yeah, I, I think he did. And I think like that, that's the sort of game that often the Panthers play, where Cleary doesn't necessarily put it all in his back. He's just an accumulator, uh, and just puts Ooh. the team in good positions to win themselves. So. The only the only thing I think about this, I reckon it's Lua uh, six. Uh, you got Hines seven, and uh, you got a guy like Cookie possibly coming in there. I know, or it could be some sort of Souths combo. I think either of those is more likely than Burton playing because I'll be completely honest with you guys. The Bulldogs have been stinking it up. I think they bought the wrong mm-hmm. coach. Like they bought the offensive coach, which is great, but they need to fix up their defense. How they lost to the Roosters, I do not know. Uh, Look, let's talk about uh, the ultimate roller coaster, Adam. Who is that? Oh, TPJ. It's it's a love hate relationship. Uh, and then next week you hate him. One um, price set oh five five hundred seventy six k. Sorry, those words didn't want to come out of my mouth. Uh, he scored a fifty last round with a forty three average for the year. Now, yeah, if if you like roller coasters, this is the man to get on. His lowest score of the year. Is fifteen, believe it or not. It's mm. Pius is seventy four, so I don't, I don't even think Tony Staggs can match that. That is <laughs> that is actually some solid effort. <laughs> All that care of, yeah, yeah. Depending on what week I'm waiting to Origin, I, I am, I wouldn't be surprised if he's picked again. Just frankly, because he can do a job. Um, but I, yeah, I'm one of minority. No, I gotcha. Look, he's he's only of interest for me. He, I don't think you can buy him this week. I think you've got to wait till next week for sure. Yeah. TPJ, we'll just keep an eye on him this week because if he doesn't get picked, but he is looking back to form, you know, he could be of interest there. Just do that DPP. And the fact that he finishes buys around 17, he plays 16. So good shout there. How about Mitch Moses, mate? 
Everyone knows how good he is, but you are paying absolute top dollar for him. He um he's he's got he's seventy three last game, break even of forty four. The, the thing that I'm most nervous about is that there has been rumours. Well, actually, Brad Filler came out and saying there's a strong chance of him being selected. Um, so I am a little bit nervous. However, I am hopping on. I just don't see how our or anyone else and with a nice buy schedule that's around um, Cleary's price point. Um, and yeah, I look. I even dove into a little bit deeper. So with uh, with Dylan Brown, he averages fifty six. However, without him, he averages 47. Now, that makes me even more nervous to say, is he going to come back to the pack a little bit? I don't know. That, that's something. Um, will he drink more of the milkshake? It's really hard to yeah. tell, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. So that's that's a real interesting one. I, I think it's going to be a Thursday night kind of gig, personally, um, and just pick and stick. Or, or you can actually wait a week. You know, just hold Clary a week what the outcome is and then go getting buses next week oh, you. I, I think that's the really clever one mate I think if you want to buy Moses I don't think you can do it this week I think you hold hold for one week you wait to see how Moses goes what is most likely without Dylan Brown and you also wait to see the origin announcements because otherwise you buy a guy and suddenly he's not playing 16 and possibly 19 to possibly not backing up so that's a pretty gross way to spend your money uh Awesome. Uh, now Nathan Brown, mate, are we just we're just waiting and, and seeing? Yeah, you you hit the nail on the head. Yeah, his court case is tomorrow, as, as I said before. Um, yeah, they the NRL do have a pretty strict policy about this. I I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see him for the rest of the year. But however, stranger things have happened, right? That's true. Uh, with that in mind, uh, I guess possible halves outlets. There's really not too many left there. Like we're really talking about like, I'm having a look here. Who guys who don't play It's like, you've either SJ, but if you already own SJ, uh, you know, we're really like into the next tier of guys. We're talking about like Hastings, Kiri, Wakeham, Luai, Brooks, or like Jack Whiten's down to 476k guys off a 23 score last week. Uh, is there anyone of interest at, at that level, or would you just just hold and wait a week to see what what are you thinking, Adam? Holding and waiting a week, eh? Personally, yeah. Um, yeah. That's it. I, only thing I'd do is if you had to cash down to like a cheapie, you could also always do that. Who plays sixteen? So Carl Olapu, some of that, just put the cash away, find out whichever half isn't playing. Yeah. Burton Moses, you know, uh, Hines, one of those guys. Uh, just in case, because yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that people have been talking about, well, put Hines at 14, play Cody Walker and Adam Reynolds because they know each other. Bring back Cookie. So who knows? Uh, awesome. I don't hate it. Nah. Uh, yeah, could, could be worse. What's, what have we got to lose? Brad Fittler. I'll know. So <laughs> who's winning this one on Monday? Let's start with you, Adam. Uh, Eels 20 plus. Excellent. Mitch? Yeah, I've got Eels by 12. Awesome. Uh <laughs> Yeah, look, I, I can't see that the Bulldogs pulling this one off. Uh, it's a shame that they're playing this one at a core because it's such a dead ground because I want to get and see it otherwise. Uh, I've got the Eels winning this one by about 10. So, 
real quickly through the buyers, I've got Robson as a hold pending state of origin, but it looks like he won't be playing. Lukey, I've got to sell due to the issues with his rotation. If you didn't see it, he was only played about 40 minutes last week. Looks pretty gassed. So you've made your money. Go and sell. I've got Drinkwood as a strong hold uh, all the way through to, uh, well, as long as he can. And Jakey Granville, I've got to hold uh, for round 16 because he does play mid and the people are so short on mids. Uh, there's no other Cowboys, I think, worth holding apart from, obviously, Val Holmes, who I'm guessing you're holding Mitch as a head-to-head -head player. Uh, yep. And it looks like he'll back up pretty effectively as far as how well he played on the weekend, yeah? yeah. Well, I, thought he looked, I thought he looked fantastic, but more importantly, the Cowboys looked good. They did. It was really impressive, actually, to see how well they tuned up the Storm. So they really put that attack together, which was nice to see, like, all across the park. So Scotty Drinkwater really does seem to, seem to be the linchpin in that attack, which is why you want to hold on to him. All right, guys, now we've got captaincy this week. Obviously, we haven't updated since last week because a whole bunch of us have Cleary there. This is probably one of the most captaincy choices this week. Adam, who's your captain this week? Uh, I got Hines, so all aboard. Awesome. Who's your vice? I, I still caring Haas, so I think he's going to be my vice with... Um, I'm tempted to go Manu again as my spicy. I had Moses, but I've actually just reversed the trade. Um, and so, yeah, I'll, I'll lock in Manu as my spicy. Nice. Like it a lot. Mitch, who have you got, mate? Uh, someone just deleted my ones. I had mine's, uh, mine up. I had Heinz as Captain Haas as Vice, and my spicy is Daily Chervens against a depleted Dolphins team. I like it a lot. Uh, sorry, I deleted them all because I thought we were all out of date. Uh, <laughs> awesome. I have this week, I've got a real problem here because I don't have Heinz at all. So, look, Heinz is the best captaincy choice if you can get him in, but obviously it's just that buy run. I, I just can't bring him in until after Origin at this stage. Just do the number of games that he will be missing. So, with that in mind, I reckon I'm going to go Mitch Moses as captain this week, Haas as vice-captain against Newcastle, who, you know, have a pretty soft middle. Spicy, I'm just having a look through my squad. Uh, Spicy's probably... I'm not sure that Reese Walsh has cracked out a huge score, have, have we? We've really only seen 60s. So I reckon he'll do well against the Newcastle Knights, but I'm, I'm not sure we've seen the tops from him. So I know I'll, I'll have to think about Spicy for a little bit later on, but I do, I do think that DC is a pretty good call there, Mitch. Uh, all right, trades this week. Uh, I guess really quickly, I'm going Katoa to Finu. I've got Cleary probably to SJ, and I've got Lukey to someone to be determined, a middle who plays 16, of which, as we found out today, there aren't many. How about you, Mitch? Uh, I'm going to go Sunny Luke to Fainu, and I flicked over to head to head boys, so I'll wait for Moses to get selected for Origin or not, and to see how he goes without Dylan Brown. So I'm going to hedge my bets here. It doesn't matter if I lose this week in my head to head leagues. Awesome. Yeah, I guess when you're coming 19th, you can't go very far, can you? That's it. So it's just a family <laughs> league for me. Awesome. All right, Adam. I was literally before the podcast, I was doing Clary to Moses. Um, that has now been reversed. However, I am doing, I need some hooker cover. So I need Lukey to Little, as I mentioned before, perfect for Robson, who I am over, and Burbo to find. Awesome. Um, now let's get to the questions from the people. So I'll read these ones out. We've got actually quite a few people have come in. So Brenton Vickery, do we get anything if we win your overall comp? Uh, and 
so he's one of our top guys and we got another one of top guys saying you need a few more good rounds until you're going well so uh brent no i'll i don't know i'll probably buy you a kilo of snakes or something like that and get him shipped here well done or whoever wins this year uh callum grigoro asks starting to run oh, this one's for you adam he's starting to run, run low on trades is it worth holding cleary and david for feeder or straight swap to bateman and moses well, that's an interesting one, eh? Because you want them both for the run home. But with Cleary being out for six weeks, I think I'd, as I said before, I think I'd hold David Fafita and trade Cleary. Excellent. Uh, I like it. So, uh, John O'Taylor asked, this one's for you, Mitch. Ideally, how many trades do you think you should have at this point? More than I have. I've okay. got nine. Excellent. So he's currently got 18, but he's ranked around 13,000. So... He, he probably to... should be using a little bit more early on, I think, to try and position his team a little bit better, right? Like 18, you haven't used very many. That's... I'd say, what, 14 to 16? Maybe you could have used two or three more? That's it, yeah. So I would say, Jono, is that, yep, you can probably start churning them out now. Try and generate that value, like cash down some of these guys. I'd, I'd be picking up cheap fellas this week because the way that you're going to make up those ranks, mate, is if you pick up all these origin players cheap because you've got the trades to do so. I'm round 20, so you have the extra eight trades. So you actually have 26 uh, with the yep. extra eight trades. We get round 20. So that's a, And that's a legit strat. That's how I beat you and Nick in the family league last year. That's it. Yep. I was, I was too focused on head-to-head, so I got, I got sprung round 27 or 20, 25 last year. So, yep. So Jono definitely can spend them. Uh, going to the messenger, uh, questions about looping. Uh, here's a good one. Uh, Dion goes, is Dylan Edwards still a buy with Cleary going down? So he, he, his statement, this one's for you, Adam. He's suspecting that uh, he'll get increased usage, basically, even if with, because Cleary's not there. Yeah, we touched upon it before, but it's, it's either going to go one or two ways. Either um, they're going to go out to Luai, and such, or or they're going to play through the middle. I I'm nervous about the Panthers without Cleary, um, and I think there's some better options that we've discussed at a bit of a cheaper um at a bit of a cheaper cost, like your Pongers, um yeah, just depending on who you've got, Manu, um you can wait and see if Jack Bird's playing and pick him up, um but yeah. Nice. Yeah, look, I'd say on the balance of probabilities, uh, Edwards probably isn't a pickup at the moment uh, just to those pricing issues. So uh, I, I would certainly hold off, wait to see how they go without him. So uh, we got Tyson Coles here. This one's for you, Mitch. Is Gregor, remember Gregor Sell? So he's just disappeared out of the squad here. What What's your gut instinct, mate? We need to get more info. Just, Excellent. We don't, know, we don't know anything. Hang in there, mate. Yep, I like it. So, uh, shall put I'll put you on that one, mate. Maybe you can start tracking down the Twitter, see whether anyone knows anything. No worries. Yeah, because it's weird that you hear these guys go down and no one's talked about it. Yep, it is a little bit weird. Like, usually when it's an injury, they, they sort of list that stuff. That's a little bit odd. But anyway. Yep, uh, I, I'm having a look through all the various channels, you know, sort of the Super Coach Whisper and all those other ones who have, like, the weird advice, and I've got absolutely nothing. So... Obviously, Rumi Greg was not big on Supercoach either. Mm. Um, all right. I think that is just about the end of the questions for tonight. So uh, last thoughts for you, Mitch? Uh, no, mate. I left it all out in the field as usual. 
Excellent, mates. Uh, g- good to see your Latrell-esque performance. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Adam, Adam, how about you? Likewise. Thank you. Uh, and obviously for everyone out there, yep, make sure that uh, you keep a real good look uh, at your trades, f- plan for the buyers, and have a great fantasy week. This is the Boom and Bust NRL podcast, round 15, signing out. Thanks for listening to the Boom or Bust podcast. Make sure to subscribe and check out our Facebook page for more info.